Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty. This week, I have an update about taking a decision versus making a decision, and a meaty middle about the verb gifting, which I know a lot of you guardians of the grammary hate. So let's get started. In a recent podcast, I talked about some differences between British and American English, and I read a listener comment from an American who lived abroad for several years and noticed that British friends said, take a decision instead of make a decision. But then I got a lot of feedback from British people who said they never say or hear take a decision. So I did a Twitter poll to try to get more information. First, only 17% of British respondents said they use take a decision. 6% appear to use take exclusively, and 11% say they use both take a decision and make a decision. Most Brits, 83%, said they would say they make a decision. So that explains why a lot of people responded that take a decision isn't British. It's definitely a minority of British speakers who say it. Second, a Google Ngram search also shows that although take a decision is more common in British English, make a decision is by far the more common phrase in both British and American English. A couple of interesting things came up in the comments, though. Multiple people said that although they say they make a decision, when they're using the past tense, they say they took a decision instead of they made a decision. Since my poll only asked about the present tense options, it didn't get to this point, so the results could be underrepresenting takeness versus makeness. Further, many people mentioned that in their native language, the parallel phrase to make a decision is take a decision. I heard from a French speaker, a Castilian speaker, a Swedish speaker, and a Portuguese speaker. So it may be that people who are native speakers from a language that uses take and are speaking English as a second language are more likely to say they take a decision since it's the way they're used to thinking about the phrase. For what it's worth, this isn't a new distinction. In a 1989 on-language column in the New York Times, William Sapphire replied to a reader who wrote in bemoaning that the Britishism, take a decision, was becoming more common in America. And even back then, Sapphire's response was that take a decision wasn't as new in America as it seemed to the reader. He had a letter from an American colonel from 1951 that used the phrase. Finally, some sources speculate that there's a subtle difference between taking a decision and making a decision, in that making a decision refers more to the process and is something that takes time, and taking a decision is the act of deciding and something that happens in an instant. And now on to the meaty middle. It's the holidays, which means I'm starting to get complaints about people who use gift instead of give as a verb. Here's a real message I received from someone who makes her living as a writer. This year, we want to gift our customers with a book. Not give our customers a book, but gift our customers with a book. It's cringeworthy, but it's also pretty common. People talking about gifting items may sound new and grating, but according to the Oxford English Dictionary, gift has been a verb for nearly 400 years. It meant endow, as in, he has been gifted or endowed with a photographic memory. But more relevant to our discussion today, it also meant to give, as in to give a gift. 
For example, the history of the church and state of Scotland, written in the 1600s, includes the line, the recovery of a parcel of ground which the queen had gifted to Mary Levenston. The OED and the Merriam-Webster Dictionary of English Usage both make a point to mention that using gift as a verb is especially common in Scottish English. The OED calls it chiefly Scottish, and Merriam-Webster says that much of their own evidence for the usage comes from Scottish sources. However, it wasn't limited to just Scotland. Here's an example from 1801 from the History of France. Quote, parents were prohibited from selling, gifting, or pledging their children, unquote. Wow, people really thought about children differently back then. If you're a longtime listener, you may remember that it was just a few years earlier than this that the prominent grammarian Lindley Murray said we shouldn't use who to refer to children because they aren't rational beings. But I digress. Even though they were talking about pledging and gifting children in the 1800s, gifting had fallen out of common use as a verb, at least outside of Scotland, until the tax code changed, and people started talking about the gift tax sometime around the late 1930s. Since it was called the gift tax, people started talking about gifting money instead of giving money. A commenter named Tim Morris on the Language Log website noted that, quote, gifting is a well-established term in cultural anthropology for formal giving that cements reciprocal or patronage relationships, unquote. And searching my university library seemed to confirm the comment. For example, a 1977 book called World Anthropology, The New Wind includes the line, quote, Many recent attempts have appeared that have discussed the topics of gifting and exchange to illustrate further their forms, functions, and cultural meanings under different ceremonial and social situations, And more recently, the 2013 book, Conflict in the Early Americas, has a section called The Practice of Gifting that includes passages such as this one, quote, When Europeans and indigenous people met each other in colonial encounter— the practice of gifting, established relationships, commenced the project of cultural and commercial exchange, and symbolized the status and power of the giver, unquote. Even so, gifting was mostly limited to tax conversations and anthropology until a 1995 episode of the sitcom Seinfeld called The Label Maker, in which Elaine calls a minor character a re-gifter. Here's the clip. Hey, I'd like to go to the Super Bowl. What, are you kidding? Here, two tickets. Have a good time. Tim, you didn't have to get me a thank you gift. I know, it's a label maker. Oh, is that a label maker? Yes, it is. I got it as a gift. It's a label baby junior. You know, those things make great gifts. I just got one of those for Tim Watley for Christmas. Tim Watley? Yeah, he sent you that one. One Tim Watley? No. My Tim Watley? The same. He sent it as a thank you for my Super Bowl tickets. Shocking. After that Seinfeld episode, people seemed to start using gift as a verb more often, maybe as a back formation of regifting. Other words have gone from noun to verb, like gift went to gifting, too. For example, parent gave us to parent and parenting. And in a similar example that also annoys some people, adult gave us adulting. 
Given the history of the word gifting, it's not technically wrong to say something such as, I gifted her a label maker this year. But it does still bother a lot of people. I get email about it, so I have to say that give is still a much better choice. It's going to be less distracting. But if people are kind enough to gift you something, it's truly best to just say thank you. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. If you're still looking for gifts, check out my 2018 tip-a-day calendar, the Grammar Daily. Grammar Girl is part of the Quick and Dirty Tips podcast network, and you can find all my articles and old podcasts at quickanddirtytips.com. While you're there, check out Everyday Einstein for fun science facts you can share with your whole family. That's all. Thanks for listening. <laughs>